might have heard that the Talica boys were gonna play some heavy shit tonight. Welcome to Middle Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck, and I am here with Brian McLaughlin, and this is another episode of Metal Tales from the Road. Brian went to the Philly show just two days ago, and uh, now we're on Skype talking, man. What's up, Brian? Hey, Ethan. It's it's great to be on the show. Dude, uh, I'm so happy to have you. Uh, Obviously, I wish that Clint and I could do this together, but we've been kind of tackling these on our own uh, for the most part. But uh, so Brian was at the Philly show. To me, this was kind of a special one to, to take on. Um, just you and I, because I went to the Philly show last year on May 12th, 2017, um, at this, on the, on the stadium tour. Yeah. I, I remember listening to the show and I was there as well with my kids. Oh I man. Took them that's to their awesome. first Metallica show. Man. I almost wish back then, like the show was where it was now because we probably would have been connected, you know, we could have met up and stuff, but the show was yeah. still, the show was only five months old at this point when I was at the Philly show. Yeah, I think I didn't. I found you guys like the following month. Okay. Like I, I was on vacation and I, I just found out about the uh, the James Hetfield Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. And I was going to take my kids down to the park, and I was like, "Oh, let me see if I could find it to listen to it on my my phone." So I put James Hetfield into the podcast thing, and you guys think him up. I'm like, "What is? Like, there's a whole fucking podcast about <laughs> just Metallica? No way." And I was like, I was like, oh, which episode I listed? I think I picked the, um, it's like you guys top ten like deep cuts. Okay, okay. And I sit there listening. I was like, oh my god, this is really good. So I just I downloaded all the stuff, and then I like, I just started blowing through it, and then I eventually became a patron. I'm just like, oh, I just man. dove right in. Well, well, thank you for, first of all for being a patron, and man, we're we're stoked that you've that you've been on the ride since then, and, and tapping into every episode and. Clint and I honestly are, are for, you know, anytime we talk about how this podcast has grown and where it's where it's come to, it it does blow our minds every time we think about it. It's like, oh my god, like we've we're pushing two years on this thing, and this was just this little idea I had. And then I called Clint, like, want to do it? And here we are now, like talking to fans about every Metallica show on this tour, and it's it's just a, it's just mind blowing, man. It's cool, and we got people like you to thank uh, for supporting us and keeping it going, man. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It's just it's just crazy the way these kind of things can just blow up. Yeah, we didn't expect it, man. I mean, you know, and you know, since you know, since ours, there's been a, you know a bunch of other podcasts out there for about Metallica, and and you know, we're obviously becoming friends with all those people. And uh, you know, speaking to Destroy Ryan Downey, I've been friends with for years and years and years. But uh, you know, Tom Queen and stuff. There's just a lot of great content about Metallica out there. I think I think the Hardwired record in this tour really got people excited and. Uh, and thankfully, you know, in the podcast world, people decided like, hey, I want to start a podcast about Metallica. And in my opinion, the more the merrier. Um, oh, for sure. You know, it's it's as a Metallica fan, I think you can agree that like there's never enough content out there for us to dive through with Metallica. There, there's <laughs> never enough. I mean, there's not enough podcasts, there's not enough songs by the <laughs> band. Not enough shows, not enough tours, not enough everything, man. We can't get enough Metallica, as I think anyone who's listening can agree with. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, man, let's 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 talk about let's talk about Brian McLaughlin for a little bit, man. I want to I want to know, you know, 
when you came online with Metallica, what was like that that wow moment? Like, oh my God, someone showed me this, or I heard on the radio, or an MTV, or whatever, where you came online and all of a sudden Metallica was like, this is the shit. This is what I want to listen to and dive into. I think I was I was like between like ten or eleven years old. So this was like ninety ninety four ninety five. Okay, and uh, I was real close with my older sister and. She always had friends over, and she'd have she'd listen to everything from country to rap to rock to metal. And I found this CD in her room, and it was Metallica. It was Black Album. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm gonna put it and listen to it. And just from jump, I was like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> right away. Like, because I'd I'd like oh, I hate saying this, but I was a bit more on like the countryside because that's what my parents my especially my mother listened to when i was growing up so i went to a couple country concerts when i was right, yeah. real younger so and i'd heard rock you know i mean everyone's heard rock and roll but i'd never heard this yeah, i'm like it was something different what the fuck you know and just every song on that record and i think up until the time the cd became unplayable from scratches <laughs> Her CD was no longer hers. It was just mine. Yeah, If she totally. took it back, as soon as she was out of the house, this is mine. And then so I was on from there ever since. And then like Load came out and I ended up getting that for like a Christmas gift. And it actually was easier for my parents. It's like, okay, well, he's still a kid, so we can give him toys. But what's the one he'll really like? <laughs> oh, Metallica's got a CD coming out. We can get him a Metallica CD. He'll be super happy. Oh, perfect. Here's your Easter egg basket. We got you some candy. Uh, we got you know we got you a nice little basket. You can go hunt for eggs in the backyard. Oh, and also here's load. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. And I guess it took me like uh, a few years, but like probably like my f- sophomore year of high school, I finally finished at what at the time was the entire dis- discography of Metallica. I had gone. Okay. I just gotten broken up with, and I was like, oh, I'm sad. And I went to a mall after school with my friends, and Ride the Lightning was there, and it's the only one I hadn't had. And I'm like, okay. Oh, I don't give a fuck what happened today. This is Ride the Lightning. I'm done. I didn't even talk to my friends on the way home because I always had a yeah. CD player with me. Well, yeah, like, I, don't, I, I don't even know what's that, on this record, but I'm going to listen to it. So did you, after the Black Album, did you immediately dive into other other catalog or was it not till Load and Reload that you went into the back catalog? Yeah, well, I, I ended up getting Load and Reload after that because I was still a kid, so I didn't know, like, sure. where am I going to go buy these CDs at? Like... You know, I had Kmart by me, but they weren't going to have Injustice for All or Kill Em All. Sure. You know, so I started getting the Metallica CDs for like gifts from like Christmas. And so I'd get Load and then I'd get Reload. And I had, um, then I started getting, there was a, a flea market around my house. Okay. And this guy had just all metal records. Nice. Like death metal. I got my first Paradise Lost record from there. You know, so I was just, if I walked in and he had a Metallica CD for sale and I had the money for it, it's it's mine. Oh yeah, it was in your pocket. That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool, man. So what? So at this point now, how old are you now? Uh, I'm 34 now. So you're 34. At this point in your life, looking back, you came online on the Black Album. That that kind of changed your life. What would you say at this point now, as a 34 year old, looking back on all these years of listening to Metallica, would be your standout favorite record? Oh, Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning? Okay. Like, okay, you're like, Ride the Lightning. So yeah. would you say that, like, when you went and bought that record, when that was the one you didn't have yet, when you heard it, was it something about that record that just, like, 
just clicked more so than anything else you already you already purchased between the black album load reload puppets whatever yeah it's exactly what happened and it's always been a thing I've, I've tried to tell people about metallica is like you know because i have friends that one friend likes megadeth a bit more than metallica and he'll talk about their Metallica's guitar playing like speaks to me. Like you can, like it's saying something to you. Right. So when I put Ride the Lightning in, and listening to the acoustic intro for Fight Fire with Fire, and as soon as that heavy part started kicking, I'm just like, wow. Like I had heard Puppets and then loved it. I had heard Kill 'Em All, loved it. But for whatever reason, as soon as I started listening to the the, uh, the Ride the Lightning album, it just it became the favorite that never left. I mean, yeah, when when, when that fast thrash part comes in after the intro of Fight Fire with Fire, it's like it's almost like your adrenaline immediately just spikes, and you just like you don't want to necessarily destroy shit, but you want, you just get energy, and you're like, exactly, yeah, this is awesome. Exactly, and it just through each song, it took you, it took me down in a different place. I was, yeah. You know, you had Fight Fire with Fire. I'm on the bus going home like, oh, my God, I just want to – I don't want to be on this bus right now. I'm going to get out and run or something. <laughs> Ride of Lightning comes on and it's like, what is this? And then, you know, Bells, you know, it's just that good little head-bobbing kind of oh, yeah. song. Absolutely. And then it just takes you right down with Fade to Black. You're like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm kind of sad. Fade the Until ba- the thrashy part comes in. Fade to Fade to Black is kind of like if 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 you're like sprinting through the first three songs of the record, Fade to Black is like the warm down, and then by the yeah. by the end of Fade to Black, it's like all right, it's time to ramp it up again. If like if you're okay, speaking of Philly, let's say you're Rocky Balboa, and you're listening to Ride the Lightning, about to rock, uh, run up the the art museum steps, you might be running through the city listening to Fight Fire with Fire, and. Uh, bell, uh, bells and all this stuff and then when fade hits it's like that little cool down okay i'm gonna take a little quick breather and then that outro hits into trapped under ice and you're running your ass up those rocky steps yeah exactly <laughs> exactly Good i'm so analogy. glad i can finally like i, I could r- relate rocky to metallica this is, makes me so happy <laughs> <laughs> so are you are you uh are you do you live in philadelphia yes okay awesome Man, well, as you, obviously, as you know, Rocky is my favorite movie of all time. I have a Rocky tattoo. Uh, it's one of my favorite cities I've I've been to. I love it so much. Every time I've toured to there, it's a great time. But uh, so that's cool. You are you are Philly born and bred. Yeah. Yeah, and heard all the you know we always get the the Rocky stuff over here and all the other shitty sports analogies <laughs> like with the throwing snowballs at sand and stuff. But you know, Rocky was always like. You're like, yeah, all right, listen, but we got Rocky, though, so I don't want to hear shit from anybody else. Yeah, no joke, man. I mean, I'm sure that that movie and Sylvester Stallone has done a ton for even tourism in your city for years and decades at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get people taking pictures with the Rocky statue all the time. Oh, dude, you know I've done that like four times. (laughs) (laughs) What what really pissed me off was uh, we had the playoff game up here last year for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, The Vikings fans came down. They started putting all this Viking shit on Rocky. I'm like... That's Whoa. not cool. I'm Whoa. like, that's not cool. You want to run up the steps and put all your Vi- have a Vikings banner? Fight? Don't mess with Rocky. Like, yeah, don't mess with Rocky. Ours. Come on, he's a, like, that's Philadelphia's cool. own man. He's a come on. He's the southpaw of Philadelphia. Please, exactly. He's a legend. Leave him alone. Yeah, leave him alone. Come on, don't fuck with Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's uh, before we jump into the set list here um, from the Philly show, off the top of your head, 
currently favorite Metallica song? Creeping Death. Creeping Death. So still in the Ride of Lightning era. Yeah. I, I actually mean, sent you guys like an email, like with my top ten. Yeah. Um, couple other things i don't know if you guys ended up getting to it or not i don't i didn't you guys didn't read it i don't know if you guys saw it though but we see we um, we, we read all of them uh personally like you know separately or together but we you know we pick a few for the show but we, we've definitely read every single email that everyone sends to us yeah but creeping death is just always just right there i mean you can't really mess with that song yeah you can't like it's i mean i'm even trying to learn on a guitar like i'm not a very good guitar player but i'm trying slowly trying <laughs> to learn creeping death Oh, you'll get it, man. It's just take some practice, but that, that's a fun one to play for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm also curious. Uh, so, you know, you came out on the Black Album. You got the whole back catalog. You settled on Ride the Lightning. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when Hardwired came out? I loved it. I I just, I thought it was, I remember I was at work when they put the video out for Hardwired. Yeah. And... As soon as that kicked in, I'm like, I'm at work. And I'm, it's kind of like the same reaction for Fight Fight with Fire. I'm up. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> it's, I mean, this, it seemed faster than the stuff from Death Magnetic. Right, right. For the most part. And I was just like, and, you know, so I was there with every video that was coming out and was just, just listening, getting the record in my hands, being able to listen to it. I was just like, this, this has a bit of everything that a Metallica fan would want. Right. Yeah. You got like, now that we're dead and, and um, oh my God, I'm spacing. Dream No More. It's kind of like your your load, reload kind of groove metal kind of yeah, kind of totally. feel. And then you've got, you know, Hardwired and Spit Out the Bone and Moth for like your thrash fans. And oh, yeah. It was perfect. There's a, there's a bit I'm, of something for every Metallica fan on that record, I think. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you and Clint where I'm like, yeah, solos could have been, been better. You know, but what are you going to do it now? If you know, right, you're going to yeah. hope the comes out and really kicks his ass in the next record. I mean, I don't, I don't think it by any means that any of the solos are garbage at all. You know, we that, know, exactly. We know that Kirk lost to all of his ideas on his old phone that he lost. Um, but at the end of the day, those dudes wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't put out the record if Kirk was like, "I hate the solos. I got to redo them." They wouldn't be like, "Screw you. We're going to put it out anyways." You know, James. And- James and Lars are too much perfectionists to like allow a shitty solo on, you know? Right. Exactly. I think, I think you're right. And I also think that, um, you know, having spent almost two years with this record, I mean, it'll be two years old next month. Um, a lot of those solos have grown on me. Like where my initial reaction, like when me and Clint did our hardwired episode, our first one, you know, we were mildly disappointed in some of the solos. Like, Oh, it could have been this and that, whatever. It's our opinion. But at the end of the day, um, now I'm looking at it like, wow, like, okay, these are cool. Like, you know, there's sure there's some stuff I, I don't love, but I mean, the solos have grown on me. And I think, I mean, Hardwired, I think is such a kick-ass record, man. And there's no, it's no wonder they're touring this thing like crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same, like the Hardwired solo when I first heard the song. I'm like, like, that was a short solo. They really kind of left a bit to be desired, but then and Kirk hits that solo. I'm just like, fuck yeah, Kirk. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know I, anybody that doesn't like this record, I I I I don't know, I I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't. I, 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 I hate myself because I'll I'll go to comment sections for stuff like this, and I'm like, why do I do this to myself? I know, man. I'm like, I want to like respond to all these people. And I'm just like, no, because most of them are just being dicks. I so, know, totally. 
I'm just going to close this thing down. <laughs> exactly. I try to refrain from getting in, into the comment sections of things, or I've even kind of withdrawn from the from the forums, you know, because sometimes you just get, you know, a bunch of negative people just like, you know, spouting out a bunch of BS and, and sure, it's their opinion, they're entitled to it, and they like they like this record, they like that record, they hate this record, whatever. But man, when it comes to Hardwired, I, I just think that if you're a Metallica fan, you you should like this record. You could find at least a few things in the record you should be able to love, no matter what era Metallica you claim to be so true about. Right? Yeah. You got you got stuff for the diehard thrash guys. Yes. You got stuff for guys like Clint that are like they came on board with load and reload and they right, like that yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, I love those records too. So sure. I mean, I'm not going to trash those records, but there's everything you could want somewhere on that album. Absolutely. I've often described it on the show as, as a, a stylistically best of Metallica. You know what? That's perfect. It's exactly what I've always thought of it too. Yeah. There's a threat. Like you said, there's thrash stuff. There's groove stuff. There's, there's, you know, um, uh, mild ballad stuff. I mean, you got something for everybody on this record, man. And, I don't think they intended on doing that, like to please the fans. I think that's just what they wrote, and that's what their—that's where their hearts were going with writing and and lyrics and all that stuff. So I applaud them yeah. for the record, and I fucking love it. Yeah, exactly, I'm the same way. Well, Brian, let's get into let's get into the set list in Philly. Um, uh, this is October 25th, 2018, just a couple days ago at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and. Talk to me about, walk me through, like, uh, did you do anything before the show or did you just like run into the, you know, arena and get your seat or did you pregame it? Did you tailgate? What was it like? Well, see, I don't do the, the tailgate and the pregame. I'm like, I don't want to go into a Metallica show drunk. Sure. I'm like, I'm there to see Metallica. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like, did I get, did I make it to that concert last night? <laughs> was that there? Well, I got a shirt. I must've made it to the concert. So I just I went right from home. I drove my car out to work and took the train in because it's easier that way for us in Philly. Because I don't like spending an hour and a half in a parking lot after a show. Of course, yeah. Um, and I just I went right in and I went to the I went to the concession stand for a water. That line wasn't moving. I was like, Nah, I'm good. I went to the t-shirt <laughs> stand. That thing was super long and not moving. I'm like, Nah, I'm good. And they had like really cool Philadelphia centric t-shirts. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I I love the Philadelphia Flyer symbol. Oh, awesome. I love that they're doing like, like, like merch and guitar picks and all this stuff like per city. It's like, like the, 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 the first shirt I bought from this tour was from the Philly show. So I have the Philadelphia one with, with the kind of demon looking thing over the, over the stadium. And it's, I love they're doing city specific merch. Yeah. And it's some of my favorite stuff. Like I couldn't get the one from May where it had like the, the Eagle symbol, but it was like scary or not scary guy. It was, uh, Vol- I think it was Voltaurus. Right. I ended up finding it on eBay from China. So I know it's not legit, but <laughs> nobody knows. So I'm going to do the same thing with the Flyers one. Is this the same? Is this the one that I have? The one that's like the, the it's like hovering over the stadium? Nah, uh, this one's, it's like an old Philadelphia Eagles logo. Oh, okay. So okay, it's okay. like, but it's got like Voltaurus is like the head of the Eagle and it's got ah, like a, okay. got it. claws and, yeah, I'll take a picture of it and send it through in an email. Okay. Um, pull it out. But it's it's just – and I bought one of their um, – it was like – I think it was like 100 or more bucks. Uh, it's like an Eagles jersey, but it's all – it's got like hardwired in the back and the number uh, 17. And, Not rad. Yeah. So you got that? Yeah, so I grabbed that. Uh, I, I didn't grab anything at that time, so I just went down to the floor and I just waited. And I was like – because I love Jim Brewer, so I was like, I don't want to miss Brewer. 
Plus, this is my favorite band, and they were talking about like Brewer's going to have chances to meet the band, which yeah. I didn't have a chance of winning, but I was there to try, damn it. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate your enthusiasm to, to, to try to win. <laughs> well, that's cool. So, uh, so at this point, you're on the floor, and you got your, uh, you got your jersey. Uh, what kind of seats did you have? Did you have just general admission floor seats, or where were you at? Yeah, I had general admission. Um, I've seen This is the fourth time I've seen Metallica and overall yeah overall and what was the first show uh, real quick by the way first show was october of 05 i actually have all the shows pulled up on my phone from the metallica website yeah in case we wanted to get into it but um yeah it was october 20th of 05 and it was down at the wachovia center which i think is the same thing now i think they just changed the name sure yeah um but i had like i had seats for that and then um i saw them a few years later in um oh nine had seats for that i had seats for the last philly show which were way the fuck up at the top which i didn't realize they were that far oh were you way up there in the stadium i was way up in like the 200 section i didn't i'd oh, never man. been to that stadium before so i didn't realize that how. thing was huge yeah i just kept we kept walking and walking i'm like this thing's never gonna end <laughs> so for this show i was like okay i can't get anyone to go with me because the tickets are too expensive for what I'm going to do, because I'm going on the floor. Right. I've yeah. never seen Metallica from the floor. Oh, shoot, I'm man. going on the floor. So this is your first time at, the, at this show a few days ago, seeing them on the floor. Yeah. And it's a cool setup to where, like, like it seems like anywhere you are on the floor, you don't have a bad view. No, nah, there was no bad view. Oh, man. I mean, it was just, it was great. I can't wait. It was wait. a great spot to be. I can't wait to see this in the round thing. I, I've only seen it once when I, it was in Australia, but I, I was kind of, push i was on the floor but pushed back a bit further i was right by big mick which was awesome but uh i wish i was kind of right down in the thick of it which i'm, I'm kind of hoping that's where we are when me and clint go to the nashville show uh, you know it's funny because like i was towards the back when i first got in there and i kind of you know got my way in towards a bit closer <laughs> and then um I, I i use a little method that we'll get into when we do the set list to get closer to the stage and okay. it works really well okay well, I mean, wh- hell, man, why wait? Let's just jump right into it now, huh? <laughs> let's get in the set list. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, so as we know, you know, they 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 they're playing long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll by ACDC, that's kind of like if you're like a if you're a fan fan, you know that that's the song before Ecstasy of Gold. Yeah. So that's to me, that's where it's like, all right, it's time to get to my position. I know that the intro's starting soon. So. Are you kind of like me and Clint and a lot of fans out there that even though they've they've had the ecstasy of gold as their intro for so long, when that when the lights go out and that starts, you still get excited. Are you that way? Oh, it's just when when ACDC is playing, I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I like ACDC, but not right now. I don't like you right now. Come on, come on. <laughs> lights went down, ecstasy started, and it was just it's as energetic as you could possibly get for anything. Yeah, you know, because you know what's about to happen. Well, and Philly to me is kind of a, a bit of a rowdy city too, man. Like, I know when I went to the Philly show last year, like it was a rowdy crowd, and I loved it. Oh yeah, I mean, we're some of the rowdiest people in in this country. I mean, yeah, I mean, so city, just, city it, of bro- brotherly rowdy love. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So as soon as the, the lights go down, you just hear it. Just everybody knows what's about to happen. People start throwing cheesesteaks everywhere. It's mayhem. <laughs> cheesesteaks. We're throwing snowballs. Anyone has a Santa Claus hat on. <laughs> um all right so ecstasy of gold plays everyone's pumped everyone's getting ready for the show 
the, we've talked about this a ton, but they, they've done the one-two punch of Hardwired into Atlas Rise, but was this still just as exciting for you uh, as it was at the Philly show last year? It, it was actually more so because I was okay. on the floor. Because, uh, the, you know, they play the, the taped Hardwired intro, and then you see the guys popping up, and then, boom, they kick right into it. I'm just like, I'm on the fucking floor for Metallica. <laughs> yeah. They're playing Hardwired. I know what song's coming next, and Atlas is one of my favorite songs off the new record. It's a great song. So I was like, yeah. I can't believe this. I'm like, it's starting. It just, right. I was more excited than I've been for any of the shows. Dude, awesome. That's so cool, man. I mean, it, to me, I mean, they're going to do this thing until this album cycle's done. This, the, the Hardwired and Atlas Rise. I think it's a, a you know a perfect one-two punch. You're you're showing love to the new record, which is almost two years old now. But these songs are just so good. I mean, these are two of Metallica's best songs in the last twenty years, for sure. Especially Atlas Rise to me. I mean, Atlas Rise and Moth and the Flame are, are, I mean, huge contenders for, I'd say, a top twenty list of best Metallica songs of all time. Oh, I agree completely. Atlas is a, a unique song in that. The pace of it gets you really hyped up, but if yeah. you really listen to the words of the chorus, it can also kind of take you someplace like emotional. If you go through anything, if you've gone through any kind of struggle, like you listen to the words of that chorus, and it, while the music's pumping you up, the words are bringing you down. It's a really weird kind of wave it takes you on. Right, of course, yeah. It's an amazing song. I mean, musically, lyrically, I mean, the performance is great on the record, and, and live, it's it's so fun to listen to. I mean... I knew it was coming when I saw him in Philly last year, and it's I, I was still just as excited, you know, because I've been following the set list like most people do. Right. And you know, when, when they come out of Hardwired and go into the bump, 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 it's just like right away. I'm just like I looked around at my buddies. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! It's happening. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because as you were going the whole bump, 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 my head started moving, waiting for it to come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, it's, yeah, it's that kind of song. It really is, man. It's you know, and. and that uh, that riff that Hetfield plays, that it's so like kill them all right there, and yeah, there's sure. so many elements of of a lot of Metallica records on this one song alone. I think. Well, then you get to like the harmonic parts of it, you know, when they're doing the you know the guitar mini, as you guys yep. call it. Yeah, it's like it's ride the lightning. It's exactly, man. I mean, it, almost... shit, Clint would have or Cliff would have showed them how to do <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that Cliff's, Cliff's looking down on the boys right now in this record, and he's. I'm sure he's pretty proud of this this album they made. Absolutely. Um, so this is uh, slot three has become kind of the old school slot, but it it seems like it's they're sticking with Seek and Destroy in this in this slot as opposed to closing the main set with it. Yeah, and you know what, I I'm always so accustomed to to Seek and Destroy from the last you know from the three shows I went to before. I know Seek and Destroy is kind of like. It's for the end. So to hear that so early, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. And this is where I I, I unleashed my plane to get closer to the stage. Okay. Because <laughs> for the first two songs, the, about a few feet in front of me, the, the mosh pit had started. And I'm 34 years old. I don't, I don't want to get in a mosh pit. Yeah, really. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> but I've never been in a Metallica mosh pit. So I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't go through and say I've never been in one of their pits. I'm like, and... I'm going to use this mosh pit to get closer to the stage. Ah, there it is. So there's people in front of me, and they were like, oh, oh, my God, the mosh pit. Uh. I'm like, excuse me, y'all get the fuck out the way. They're like, oh, I'm like, look, I'm going for the pit. They're like, oh, yeah, go, go, go ahead. <laughs> go, guy. And 
I mean, these guys were just, most of them were drunk, so it wasn't too too violent, but we were just pushing everyone all around. And then someone gets pushed to the right and into the crowd more, so space opens up, and I was just like, boop, I'm out of the pit and post yeah. the stage, I'm good. There you go. That's good. A, it's almost like taking the freeway to get there faster. Exactly. And then there was like a, like a little fight that happened like another, after like another two songs, and this big guy pushed this other guy, and a spot opened up even closer. I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, yeah, you guys break it up. Come on, guys. Yeah, come on, guys. Don't get the fuck in front of y'all. <laughs> Dude, I like this strategy, man. I'm at, me and Clint might have to use that in the future. I, I didn't think of doing it until I was watching it, but I'm like, I bet if I got in there, I could get closer to the stage. Yeah, you could. Nice work, Brian. <laughs> okay, so... Seeking Destroy happens. Now, overall, this set list is, is I saw when they posted it on social media. And to me, this is one of the most exciting set lists of the tour so far. Oh, and, it, and to me, it kind of starts right here. They go into Harvester of Sorrow. One of, it's my favorite song off Justice. It is. Okay, so you're, you're, you're loving this. As soon as I hit it, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Because it's one of the ones I hadn't heard the previous three times. I'm like, right. they're, gonna play, I'm like they're playing Harvester? Oh, fuck, they're playing Harvester. I was so excited. I mean, yeah. It, it I mean, was it's, like, it's, after the, the initial excitement that Metallica's coming on, you know, you get these times when they're playing these songs that you haven't heard them play live that you get these little boosts. Yeah. So this was that first one that was like, just amp the energy level up. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, at this point, I mean, you've got the old school before this with Seeking Destroy, but I mean, at this point, Harvester is an old school song. I mean, this is from the 80s. And, yeah. you know, for those diehard, like, thrash fans, you know, that love Justice, I mean, this is, I really hope, I really want Harvester at the sh- at one of the few shows that we see. It's just, it's such a heavy, like, just, I, I, this is a song that you, that was written to headbang to. Yeah, you know? totally. It's just, it's heavy and it's... Got to, it's like a weird marchy feel, like dun 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 dun. Oh, like, it totally does. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, just, it, it pumps you up. This is this is almost like you know now that now right now you know Sabbath True is like you know do you want heavy that that song pre Sabbath yeah. True this this would have been the song maybe or before this you know the thing that should not be. Um, but yeah, Harvester is yeah it's heavy it grooves it's such a great song. How 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 were, how was their performance of it? Oh, flawless. And like, I'm one of the, uh, I, I listened to what you guys say about Kirk a lot too. Um, where, and I always notice it like anytime I've listened to Metallica live, I'm like, oh, Kirk's fucking up that part right there. Oh, he did it again. Every, <laughs> like every time I've heard them live, but this show, and I paid attention to it, he nailed everything. Good. I, awesome. Not, that, 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 I, that I could tell because I'm not a, uh, a seasoned musician. Like I don't have that ear, <laughs> okay. but I could typically tell when Kirk hits something. I'm like, ah, Kirk, what are you doing? Come on. Right, right. I don't know what he's changed. But he's just, he nailed everything. and it, Awesome, man. He nailed everything about that song that you'd want to nail. All of James's little James-isms when he's like, ooh, ah, you know. Yeah, yeah. After the chorus, it's just like, oh, man, I can't believe I got to hear this. Oh, man, yeah. What a, what a treat for sure. I mean, I mean to me, I mean, outside of one, because they're going to play that every show, like anytime they throw in anything from Justice, like I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, I agree. Like they played uh, Dyer's Eve at one of the shows I'd went to. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, Dyer's Eve, are you kidding me? That's so it's amazing. Like, you know, Justice is like, it's in my top five of albums, but it's not number one, obviously. Sure. Still hearing a Justice song, it's like, that's not one, because I love one, but when you hear something that's not one, it's like, 
Wow. It's a special treat for sure. Like when Clint and I went to the Detroit show last year, we got blackened and it was just like, oh, and it was the first song coming back into the, into the encore. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. I got one of those too. One of my shows blackened. It's like, how could you, you can't go wrong. And you pick any song from justice. Yeah. Put a straw and I'm going to lose my mind. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. They, they could play anything from that record and I'll be stoked. Um, well, I mean, speaking of songs that I'm really excited about, and I, it's one of my favorite Metallica songs of all time, and I hope with, I get to see it live, next is The Day That Never Comes. Cool thing about this is that Kirk played a, like an intro to it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like he was just messing around the guitar. There was like a little intro. I'm like, what the fuck is about to come here? Like, I know James said something about playing some new songs, but I assumed he was talking about hardwired stuff. They're right, playing yeah. a new song? So he gets done, gets done the intro, and then they go right into The Day That Never Comes. I'm like... That was cool. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, you wouldn't think of a way to make the song better than it already is, but sure, that was cool. That's awesome. Well, and it, you know, it's 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 cool because in general, I mean, you know, James normally starts this song. Um, when they do little oddball intros for things like that, like you know, the whole different intro for Halo on Fire that James is doing. Um, right. I love that. It's cool. He kind of sings it a little differently, and then they go into the main song from the record. But it's cool that they did some kind of little intro for the day that never comes, which, which is. It might be my favorite song off of off of Death Magnetic. Uh, if not, it's definitely number two. Um, it's number two for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Judas Kiss guy. Judas Kiss. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Love that song. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I really hope that we get The Day That Never Comes, because to me, this is kind of like the Death Magnetic uh, one, Fade to Black, Sanitarium. It's that classic Metallica format of like ballad going into like thrash. Oh yeah, it's it it was and it was great to hear when it came. Like, I was on a uh, a form for uh, the band Iced Earth when yeah. um, the day that comes came out, and you know people slag it on Metallica, but the one guy that's a real big thrash head, as soon as this song came out, he's like, "It's cool, they're back. That's it. It's <laughs> over. They're back, guys. They're back. We can forget about Saint Anger now." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. So moving on, we got now that we're dead, which th- this has been a staple in the worldwide, t- well, worldwide tour. Excuse me. Um, how do you feel about this? The, the drum thing in the middle? How, how, what are your thoughts on that? This is actually where I, I kind of disagree with you and Clint. Like, I don't mind it. I'm like, it's something fun and different and, you know, it's kind of cool to see. And they had the, the cubes came up instead of like in, when I saw them for the stadium tour, they had the, uh, the, the big drums on the stage. Right, yeah. But, you know, the cubes came out and they were hitting, I'm guessing was, you know, electronic pads for yeah, it. Totally. And it was just, it was cool to see. Although you can see, you know, they would, they would hit dun, 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 dun. And then Kirk, would, you know, everyone would go, Hey, and Kirk would just kind of eh, lift the song up a little bit. Like, eh, like dude, I'm tired. I don't <laughs> He's like, I'm, shit. I'm done with this. <laughs> like, I'll hate it, James, but I'm not eh. like, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, it was cool. I dug it. And the crowd liked it. I mean, the crowd always seems to dig it. Well, I never hear them going like, Oh, fuck this. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, super fond of it at the same time what i what i do like is that the four of them are up there having a great time and they seem to enjoy it yeah and that's what's cool you know i mean sure my thoughts are whatever fuck my thoughts but (laughs) i have my own opinions and i'm like i don't care for it whatever the boys are up there having a good time and and to me that's that's all that matters they have smiles on their faces they're having a blast and giving back to their fans i think it's just it's their way of doing like another kind of callback you know you got the whole uh, during creeping death you have die 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 and they kind of drones on for a bit which everyone loves but i sure. think this is their way to try to recapture that too plus in my mind i'm like hey if they're doing this extended drum thing they're not going to play a song from saint anger so i'm cool <laughs> 
That's true. We, we haven't seen any St. Anger songs in the set list yet. <laughs> the, the only one I'd be okay with is, um, uh, geez, The Unnamed Feeling. Oh, That's the only one I'd be okay feeling. with. Okay. You know, we, we Clint and I have talked about this, you know, like, I, I never loved St. Anger, but now that we've done this podcast for almost two years, there are songs in there that, although I, I wouldn't put them anywhere close to the rest of the catalog, I, I have, they've grown on me. Uh, Dirty yeah. Window, St. Anger, Frantic, you know, Unnamed Feeling. Uh, there are a few on there that like, okay, I can back that. Okay, I like that riff, yeah. you know. I, I would love Unnamed to see Dirty feeling. Window Life. Unnamed Feeling and the edited version of Some Kind of Monster. Right. I, I are, They're always in pretty good rotation for me. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Got some St. Anger love happening on the show today, everybody. <laughs> a little bit. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, God, the next shit the next four songs in a row are pretty incredible so this is a staple of course creeping death can't go wrong it's your favorite song oh, i was so happy they 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 went into creeping death and i was just like and it is like you said it's a staple they played it last time i saw them i think they played it most of the other times i've seen them so i'm like it doesn't matter like yeah it's creeping death i'm like but now that i've been trying to learn to play it now i'm like watching more like show me show me what am i doing wrong right help me out here but it's, you know, and then the crowd loves to die, die, die. Yeah, was the Philly crowd, like, pretty loud on that part? Super loud. Awesome. I mean, it's Philly. They're going to love screaming die as loud as they can. That's true. Yeah, they're, they are going to. <laughs> Philly loves screaming a lot of things. Everything from Rocky to die. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what's to say about Creeping Death? I mean, it's a staple in their set. It's an amazing song. It's your favorite. It's uh, one of Clint's favorites. I love this song. Can't go wrong. But then we get the one-two punch sticking to lightning with For Whom the Bell Tolls, which the crab walk had to have come out in Philadelphia. Uh, not too much, though. Really? Not, it wasn't. He wasn't crab heavy for the show that I noticed. <laughs> crab maybe heavy. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he got crab heavy on the other side of the stage and I didn't say it. But because he did the uh, all the bass intro parts right where I was. Cool. And at this point, thanks to all my maneuvering, I'm like seven heads from the front of the stage. Oh, you're close. That's awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I, I knew I wasn't going to get any closer. Dude, your but mosh I was pit strategy, right where I was. Your mosh pit strategy really paid off. I, I feel like you almost yeah. shouldn't have given up that secret on the show. <laughs> well, I'm doing. You know, it. I figure people can do it. I'm going to give this gift to my fellow Metallica fans. There you go. You heard it, you you heard it here first, folks. Enter <laughs> enter the mosh pit. Do a circle or two and get closer to the stage. You get exactly. to where you want to be and you're like, whew, man, I'm, I'm, I'm parched. I'm going to sit here for a second before I get back in the pit. Then you turn your back exactly. and kind of get close to the stage and all of a sudden you're seven heads from the stage. Perfect. Yeah. And so I, I, I didn't see any, I mean, I didn't see any crab walk stuff. I thought he nailed the intro like he always does. He always does. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Rob guy anyway. I, I'm, I'm going to be different from everybody else. I wasn't that really? great. Of, I wasn't that big a Jason fan. Okay. I thought I always thought I said Jason's a great bass player. Sure, he's a great member of the band. I would, you know, had he not left, I wouldn't have said there'll never be anything as long as Jason's in there. But I just he left. I was like, all right, see, bye, Jason. Well, I mean, yeah, it goes without saying that Rob is an incredible bass player. I mean, easily. I mean, I could put him up there with Cliff Burton as far as his skill level. Yeah, the way for his sure. fingers work. I mean, his his you know his understanding of music and theory. He's incredible in that regard. Um, you know, I'm me and Clint, are obviously more of Jason guys. You know, uh, 
we like the whole package of Jason, his playing, his ener- energy, his personality, um, how he interacted with fans. He was like an MC for Metallica almost. Oh yeah, um, I mean Jason's a legend. Legend, like, yeah. I, I may not have been that upset when he when he took off, you know, because like I said, I'm not a Jason guy, but I was still like, I mean, I oh, that, that sucks, but same time. You leaving Metallica? Come on, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, what the heck, man? Come on, come on back, come on back. And I was actually, I was actually never that big a fan, of, and I know you guys are, of his uh, backup vocals. Really? I thought he got too high on a lot of songs, on a lot of the slower songs. Like nothing else matters. Listen to him go really high. I'm like, yeah. ah, dude, you're hurting this for me. And then the death metal vocals that he would do, the songs. I'm like, mm. oh, I love yeah. those. God, I mean, Brian. I, mean, I dug them, but I'm like, I dug them, but I'm like, you're not. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, we respect everyone's opinion here. Like, love it or hate it, we love Jason's backup vocals. You don't particularly like them. That's totally fine. Um, but that's okay. We're, we're all still friends, right? Are we cool? Exactly, we're cool. Okay, and I've heard okay. his other singing in, in his band, and I'm like, where was that at? Where was that at, Jay? <laughs> I love you. Just called him Jay. <laughs> <laughs> call it, his hip hop his uh, hip hop name hip hop name excuse me would be uh jay new that's right jay new coming to the stage right now yo what up i'm jay new <laughs> um okay so uh bells they they do a great job of course robert always kills it um i really want to see this one live sanitarium how was it believe it or not another one that had a little intro they did. Okay. Did Kirk, did Kirk do it before he started? Kirk had another little slower paced intro. Okay. Um, again, I'm like, all right, well, you're not going to fool me again. What's this the intro to? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, backstory with, with um, Welcome Home. Uh, me and my friend went down to Georgia to chase the music dream. Okay. And the song I auditioned with the band uh, for the bandwidth was Welcome Home. Really? Nice. Yeah. I've always loved that song. It's always had a special place for me. So anytime I get to hear it, I'm like, this is just, this is amazing. Oh yeah. It's, like, a, it's such a great song. Yeah. I mean, that's why I covered it on our cover EP. <laughs> that's one of my favorite Metallica songs ever. And I really, I really liked your version of it. In in G major. It's, it's a happy version of sanitarium. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was different. I was like, it's like, Oh, it sounds at first. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Then I'm like, I could take this. Oh, this is cool. All right. Well, what's cool about like, doing it in a major key, and, there, and there's there's certain Metallica songs that work this way, is that you can do the exact same melody that James does, but in a major key, and it still works. And that's where I went with it with that one. Yeah. And this is like this, and um, Data Never Comes is the first one where I'm like, you can really notice the, the or I could, because I don't have the trained ear, but I could notice the the different tuning they have. Sure. You know, make it easier on James's voice. But it doesn't take away from the songs. No, not at it's all. It's just like, it gives them a bit of a different sound. So it's yes. like for 20 some odd years, I've been listening to welcome home like this on, on puppets. Right. And then even when the, the live sets that I've been to, you know, before, this was before they started doing the C tuning. So right, totally. it's like, okay, I'm hearing them this way. And now it's just like a little bit of a different tone to it. I'm like, yeah, that's, I think that's really cool. I don't know exactly what key they're in on this, on, on, on the live tuning, but I know they're not as low as C. The song is normally in E minor, but it's probably a half step down E flat. Um, did, Could you know, be. Did, like you said, just for a little ease on James's voice, I guess. But um, yeah, uh, it's you know this is one of those songs I, I really hope we get to see live at one of the three shows we're going to uh, next year. And what I really love about this song live is that 
even though James doesn't do it anymore, once he gets to that part, the crowd still screams, leave me the fuck alone. Oh, yeah, totally. Leave me the fuck <laughs> it's alone. Like, it's like, we're all leave me the fuck alone. And then James <laughs> is like, leave me alone. I'm like, we got you, though. We got you. We, yeah, we, we, we got, got you. the fuck you part. We got it. Yeah. We know what we know how you used to sing it. We're gonna sing it for you. Don't worry, James. We got you, buddy. <laughs> even even during bells, everyone did the the motherfucker part that, that James doesn't always do anymore. That was dude, that a lot of that was Newstead too. Yeah, like I remember seeing I was surprised when I saw it on S and M that the Newstead was doing. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, oh totally. Absolutely. So before we get into a uh a insanely good gem of this set list, how are the doodles? <laughs> I'm not a uh, fan normally, so. Kirk sang. He sang. Yeah, they did a Judas Priest song. I don't know what Priest song it was. I'm, I came on with Priest like um, British Steel. Okay. Um, and it was a pre-British Steel song they were playing, so I wasn't able to pick up what it was, but they were doing it because it was Clint Tipton's birthday. Uh, okay. Okay. Cool. But I mean, it was cool. You know, I mean, at one of at my first show, we we had to doodle, and then it actually went into a Happy Birthday for uh, Marcella. Okay. She was like, they were doing that for like every show because I think they were going to be overseas for her actual birthday. So James would bring his daughter out and we'd all sing happy birthday. Got it. Got it. Okay. So I would have rather had her something like that instead of listening to Kirk sing. But you know, it was still cool listening to to them, to him and Rob tackling a priest song. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I'm not a huge fan of the doodles, but every once in a while they'll pull out something cool and it's like, oh, this is fun. And I know that the, the, the purpose of it is to give Lars and James a bit of a break, you know? Yeah. Drunk. I mean, Rob hit. Rob started playing uh, "Money, Money, Money" on the bass. Like he started yeah. playing that bass line, which I don't give. I don't care about the song, but it's a cool bass line. Yeah, you know, and you know, Rob can hit anything with his bass. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, when he does anesthesia, it's like oh, he man. he does it pretty like flawlessly, in my opinion. That was another one. He was right in front of me for doing that. Oh, really? He's right in front of you. Yeah, awesome. and that was just like that's as close as I'll ever get to Jason's. Uh, uh, talking about when he watched, was watching Cliff do it. Right, yeah. Before he was in the band. That's as close as I'll get to it, but that's how I felt. I was just like, he's just, like, Cliff would be so proud. He's just nailing it. Yeah, like, for sure. Everything. I'd imagine Rob, I mean, he's been in the band longer than Jason at this point. He's the longest standing Metallica bass player. Um, I'd imagine playing this every night is still, it, it, I know for me it would be, and I hope it is for Robert, it would be an honor to do this every night. It's like, hey, I'm playing something that, Cliff wrote that's so iconic with the band that the fans love. There's there's images of Cliff on the cubes and all this stuff. It's it's a, I'm sure a special moment as a bass player to play Cliff's composition. Yeah, and at this point they had the cubes coming down and they had different pictures of Cliff on there. Um, I know we haven't talked a lot about the cubes, but I mean the cube thing was super cool. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, well, the fun part part was when I was waiting for the show to start when Brewer was getting ready to come out. I actually got to watch the sky. Have a chair lowered to the ground. I'm like, what the hell, where the hell is he going? And he shoots right up. I'm like, oh, you control the cubes. All right, go ahead, dude. Uh, it's probably if he was in a chair, he, he either I'm sure the cubes are probably controlled from from down below because uh, it's probably all automated. If you're going up in a chair, you're probably a spotlight operator. Oh, uh, maybe okay. Most I, I don't know why I assumed cubes. I was just like, I was like, all right, you go, you go towards the cubes, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you ever see an arena show, a do do multiple people getting into like these chairs and strap in and, and you know have like a little harness on and they go up into the into the truss up top. It's usually they're they're spotlight operators. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, much more sense than the cube thing. Totally. Take that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, moving on to 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 I would say probably one of the more exciting moments of the set list, Phantom Lord. 
oh, I lost my it's fucking the, mind. It's the tour debut of this song, man. First time this whole tour they've played it. I pulled my phone out. I, I had it out a lot anyway because I was writing the set list down for, for, to do this. I didn't realize Metallica would get the set up so, so fast. I just texted my friend right now. I'm like, fucking Phantom Lord. Amazing. This is what you could have been here for. We were talking about this on, on an episode or two ago about how it would be cool instead of Seek and Destroy in that slot, it was like a kill them all slot and we started throwing out other song titles and Phantom Lord was one of them. It was the Pittsburgh uh, guy that That's you right. did. That's right. Because my kids were asking me about it earlier because I was like, you guys have to go somewhere to be quiet because I don't want your screaming going through when you guys are fighting or something. <laughs> something like, well, what is it like? I'm like, well, here. I'm like, here's one. This is a guy I'm going on with and I started playing it and it got to that part and I'm like, well, I got a treat for you, Ethan. <laughs> Dude, I mean, how do they sound on it? I mean, James doesn't sound like Phantom Lord era James. Of course, yeah. That's a given. But they, I mean, it was still perfect. It was, I mean, what what more could you ask for at this stage where they're at now? He was still hitting everything. I mean, he wasn't, there's not a lot of, there's not really highs in that song for him to go to anyway. Sure, yeah. I mean, of course, you know, he, he was, you know, God, in his, late teens, early 20s when he recorded that song, and now he's in his mid-50s. Well, um, I'll tell you what, he kept up with it. Good. Like, with a song like that, I mean, because the verses are rapid fires sung. Yes, totally. And he didn't seem like he'd struggled at all. Man, I love that this band are all in their 50s, and they're still pulling out songs from their first record. Like, there's not a lot of bands that can do that. Like, you listen to, like, I listen to Motorhead, and I've seen Lemmy live, and of course, Motorhead always, he always nailed his shit, but... This song's from Kill 'Em More Fast than anything for the most of the stuff Motorhead's ever done. So to think that they're they're getting up there in age, but they're still pulling out these just pure thrasher gems. It's yeah. just like it's amazing. Absolutely, man. That's so cool. I'm so I'm so stoked you got to see this this song, man. It's a, a special treat for not only you, but probably for the band themselves and for all the people of Philadelphia who got to watch it. Man, I hope you guys get it for one of your shows. I hope we get something old school from Kill 'Em All that's not Seek and Destroy, like. I would love Four Horsemen, you know, or No Remorse. That would be I awesome. would love to hear Four Horsemen. That was always one of my favorite um, Kill Em All songs. Yeah, me too. But 1A was Phantom Lord. Oh, okay. And I don't know why, because it's kind of like the more it's kind ridiculous of, a deep, it's a of James's lyrics. Right, it's a little bit of a deep cut, too. Like, this is like, oh, this is your Iron Maiden Judas Priest kind of influence right here, James. Phantom like, Lord. Like, <laughs> like. But it's just—it's a killer song, right? Totally, you know. And to have them play it, I was just oh, like I, said, I lost my mind. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, well, moving on, we've we've got you know this is kind of like uh, a bit of a rotating slot for load reload era. We've seen memory remains here, but we got fuel next, which is always a crowd pleaser. I can't complain about fuel. Fuel is my number one go to. I need to get pumped up Metallica song. It really is, man. It's not—it's not really a thrasher, but it's an energetic. Super just, good hard rock song. Yeah, it just hits you from the, as soon as James comes in, as soon as he give me fuel, give me fire, give me that much out of that. As soon as he goes, ooh, you just oh, it's you, over. You're you're gone. You're you're like all right. I'm in a million miles an hour now. Yep, absolutely, like, man. I wholeheartedly like, heartedly agree. Like you said like this isn't this isn't whiplash, but you're still at a million miles an hour. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's still a fast song. song. Yeah, exactly. It has a good feel to it. it it's energetic, upbeat. Where it's you know if if you're like a gym rat, it's a good song to work out to. Or if you're you know, I would throw headphones on and skateboard to this song. 
I should I actually do have this on on a workout playlist for if I do when I do my kettlebells. Oh, I, nice. Because it's and it's always like right in the middle. I'm like, oh man, I'm getting tired. Give yeah. me fuel. Give me fun. I'm like, I'm good. We're going. We're going to do this more. Right. Totally. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Let's let's keep moving on here. And, um, what's that? Had cool pyro too. Oh, of course. Off. Yeah. They they like, have to have good pyro on on. Fuel. This was like I think this was like the first big pyro display on the on this concert. There was a few more after this, but this yeah. is just like. It's it was surprising because I've never been that close, and I remember in Philly when the, when stuff would go off. I'm like, even from where I was, I'm like, I could feel that heat. Oh, yeah. So when I was this close, I was like, oh holy shit! Yeah, like, it's real ah. hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not doing as much pyro on the on the arena tour as they were in the stadium run, but um, yeah, fuel you have to have some kind of pyro. It's just a given. Of course. Yeah, you got to. Um, so moving on to possibly my favorite song off of Hardwired, "Moth in a Flame." Always a good time. Were the drones present? The drones were present. I even, I made a little note about that. Like, I don't even know what the fuck they are. At first, I was like, I don't know what they are. And then, like, a light would hit them. I'm like, oh, the little drones. I'm yeah. like, that's cool. It's very cool. It's it's. I mean, drone technology isn't that old right now. And for a band like that to incorporate it into their set with as many as they do is very impressive. Yeah. I, and it, it's such a great song. Like, Halo on Fire is my favorite from that record. But... You can't go wrong with Moth. No, no, not but at all. Not at all. The, my one complaint about Moth is I'm like, why can't you have longer verses so the song could go longer? <laughs> like, you have this long verse to start, and then all the other verses are shorter. I'm like, no, James, come on, write more so we can listen to the song longer. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it is a song that you wish would be longer, but it, it's, you know, it's a, it's, to me, it's an instant Metallica classic. It, for sure. And it's, it's the contrast between just Moth and the itself. And yep. everything on St. Anger. Right, exactly. Because you're like, oh, fuck, these songs are going long. Yep, totally. And then Moth comes in and you're like, this song didn't go long enough. I know. You want to hear more of it. When that bridge kicks in, that da 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 it's so good. You, you can't ask for more. I mean, yeah. that's that's as old school as old school gets for them. Yeah, yeah, I dig it, man. If, if, yeah, if, you, if you're an old school Metallica fan and you don't like this song, then you should just give up now. Just yeah, walk, just, just walk away. <laughs> go, go, go! Listen to Forbidden. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, moving on here, kind of nearing the end of the set list into the encore. This has kind of been a staple. I mean, these last six songs, you know, going to Sabbath True. I'm sure he did. Do you want heavy? Metallica gives you heavy. Oh yeah, um, same speech. Yeah, and it, but it doesn't get old. It's still exciting because then they oh, count no, it off still, and it's into Sabbath True. Still screaming it. Absolutely. Susan says, you want to have you still scream. Yeah, man. It's, I don't know. I mean, Sabbath True to me just, just does not get old. No. I mean, it's actually one of them songs where I've always, lo- I've always loved the song, but you never appreciate that song until you hear it live. Yeah. Like, that's when I really appreciate it. I'm like, fuck, yeah. What's also crazy is this is song number 13 in the set, and it's the first song from the Black Album in the set list. Yeah, which was weird because, you know, because I was surprised that we didn't get more from Black or from Load or Reload. Yeah, I mean, there's, like been, a few, feel, there's been a few set lists on this tour where they've done like six songs in the Black album. Yeah, so, but I mean, you know what? I wouldn't replace any song that I heard at this point oh, with no, that no. from the Black album, you know? Absolutely. Because yeah. I couldn't complain. Like, I, I, I'm glad I got Phantom Lord, yes. you know, instead of Holder Than Thou. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, but Sabbath True, never disappoints. It's always a good time. Uh, 
not much to say about this song other than we've if you've seen them live they've played it and it's always amazing and you know and going into one i mean i know that on this tour there's not as much pyro during the intros it was in the stadium tour but one is always a staple they're always going to play it everything after this they're always going to play with the exception of spit out the bone uh they, they may rotate that out one day who knows but one i mean how was one in philly it was like you said. It was. It was surprised by the lack of pyro at the beginning because I had my phone out to record. I'm like, come on, I did this last time. Come on, come on, come on. I'm like, right, yeah. The fuck is it? I'm like, all right, doesn't matter. They're still gonna play one, and it's my uh, my ten, my oldest son. He's ten. It's one of his favorite Metallica songs. This and Staten Seek and Destroy. Oh, that's awesome. So, as soon as it started, I had to at least record part of it for him because oh, uh, cool. we both really loved the part live where James goes into the second verse and he screams the sticks in me part. Oh, I love that. And I, I know people complain about it, and I don't understand Who why. Who complains about think, that? Oh, I've, I've seen it on Reddit and on the forums, but I'm like, y'all are stupid. Like, I've seen it on YouTube. I'm like, you guys don't uh, understand. That I'm adds, sorry. like, an extra oomph of emotion to that song. Are you kidding me? That's, I mean, if anything, if you're, like, an old-school fan, he pretty much throws on his old-school voice. sticks in me. Like, it's so yeah, good. I, ah. It's a slower-paced song during the verses, but it's so... Fed through the tube, it sticks in me. Well, I'm like, it's oh. such a... I mean, dare I say, in the metal world, a brutal lyric, you know? Uh, yeah. If you don't like that, man, again, walk away. Just walk away. walk away. There's something wrong with you. Like, if you, can't, if you can't appreciate what that does for the song. Yeah. Like, okay, oh, I want it to sound like just a record. Fuck off. Like, Yeah, totally. And, and stay home. Stay home and listen to the record. That's right. Do that. Do that. I love these little added perks they do to songs that are 25, 30 years old. Yes, exactly. Well, God, I mean, speaking of at now 32 years old, Master of Puppets is next. Um, side note, just last night I played a show in Nashville, and I ran into Michael Wagner, who we had on the show, uh, who mixed Master of Puppets, the record. <clears throat> oh. um, it's still a trip when I run into him. And like I said hi to him last night, and he was like, hey, good to see you, blah, blah, blah. He took off, and my buddy next to me was like, who was that? I was like, I didn't even say Michael Wagner. I go, he mixed Master of Puppets. And he was, my buddy was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that dude did. I'm like, yep, yep that's, that's the dude right there. Um, but uh, yeah, so Master of Puppets in the set. I mean, can't go wrong. This is a great closer to the, the main main set yeah, before the encore. It's, it's, it's a classic. And it's, it's a nice, fast-paced song to kind of like. And that portion of the show on. You know, it really gets the crowd involved. And what, what's always funny is, like, they finish the song, and some people are starting to leave. I'm like, y'all never heard of a fucking encore? Where are you going? You're like, hang on. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to move even closer now. That's right. No pit needed. Just move closer. That's right. Like, this is going to help. And it, it did help even more later on in the show, too. But I was like, boop, closer. See you guys. Awesome. You guys are stupid. That's awesome. I mean, you, yeah, you, you can't really go wrong with Master of Puppets. I mean, I, I can't imagine a show in the future where they don't play this song. You have to play it. You have to play it. I mean, it's their most played song live. I mean, yeah, it's, it's puppets, man. It's, it's, it's a classic song off of, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinion, the best thrash metal record of all time, you know, the title is. track. It is. And like, you know, Ride of Lightning is my favorite Metallica album, but the best thrash metal of all time and Metallica's best record is without a doubt, Master Puppets. Right. Of course. Yeah. It can be their you know. best record, but you can also have your favorite, too. Exactly. It's their <laughs> best, but it doesn't speak to me the way Lightning does. Of course. But like, it's, like, my friend, it's his favorite record, and he's like, oh, you still like it better. I'm like, dude, it's better. It's perfect. It's yes. what you want it to be. Yes, it's perfect. 
I'm not, I'm not bashing it at all, dude. He's like, okay, okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> well, so heading into the encore, so this was your first time seeing Spit Out the Bone live. Uh, and I was really hoping they were going to play Halo and Fire. But when they didn't play it, I was like, holy shit, I'm getting Spit Out the Bone. Yeah. Well, this seems to that be, seems to be what they they switch it off with. Yeah, it seems to be since since they picked back up on the U.S. arena tour, this is where Spit Out the Bone lives. Yeah, and it's like if you don't get Halo on Fire, you're almost assuredly getting Spit Out the Bone. Yeah, totally. And so how so was I, it, I, I how was it for you live? It was great. Now I'm one of the ones that I listened to it live on YouTube before. Right. And I'm like, and I I don't mind Rob's backing vocals, but I'm like. Uh, I'd rather like I want to hear James sing all these parts that I've listened to him sing, but I right. get why he doesn't. It's but also the end watching, of the set too. It, it, he's his voice is probably tired by this point. Yeah, I mean, and then and then to try to do that the way you did it on the record, yeah, and then try to finish two more songs. Like I got uh-huh. I, I I get it. So it was, but it's like having said like the the whole I'd rather have James sing it. Hearing Rob going back and forth with him, it was just it was great. Just awesome. They didn't miss a beat. It was just, it was everything you'd want Spit Out the Bone live to be. Good, good. That's a, I, that, and I'm guessing that, the, you know, it's, I'm about 99% sure that they're going to keep this song in this slot for the rest of the U.S. tour. So I'm looking forward to seeing this live for the first time next January. Uh, I hope it, you guys are going to love it. Awesome. Um, and the last one-two punch from the Blackout, we get Nothing Else Matters in Inner Sandman. It, it's a staple. It's They're never not going to play, especially Inner Sandman, but... I could do with maybe hearing something else besides nothing else matters. Not that I dislike the song. I think it's an incredible song incredibly written, great performances, great solo. Uh, I would love, yeah. maybe, obviously Unforgiven's a good, a, a good second, but I'd also love to hear something like, you know, uh, my friend of misery or something. Um, yeah, but it's still, I, it's still I could, good. I, I love the song. I love nothing else matters. It's one of my favorites from the black album, just because it's, they don't have another song like it right. in their entire yeah. catalog. That's very true. You know, um, and this was one that really pissed off those true metal fans, even more than saying the black dude. Like nothing else matters. What the fuck, dude? Shut up, eat a dick. Like that's a good, that's a great song. <laughs> Let's chill out. Um, cool thing about this is this is another part where Kirk had a little intro before it. Yeah, he's been doing that for a while. He did that when I saw him in Philly last year. Yeah, I didn't know if he was gonna keep to it or not. Like, cause you know they change things up so much with this band that they something's different is that every set you know what i mean of course yeah but it was cool to listen to kirk's intro for it again i'm like nice 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 and then you know they they go right into it i'm like it's <laughs> the thing is because you go from spit out the bone to nothing else matters it's like these are two entirely opposite directions like these so are, this different is, this is I'm gonna rip your face off, and this is. But I still love you I'm so much. A, I'm gonna rip your face off into. I'm gonna put a bandaid on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me nurse you back to health after off. that one. <laughs> I'm gonna rip your face off, but with love. And then I'm gonna knock you out, and you're gonna dream about the Sandman. <laughs> That's pretty much what their encore is. I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. I'm gonna nurse you back to health, and then I'm gonna knock you out one more time, and you're gonna dream about some old guy in black and white and creepy strobe That's lights. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so closing with Inner Sandman, I mean, it's it's obviously their biggest song. I mean, everyone knows that song. You don't even have to it's, be a Metallica it's gonna fan. It's going to yeah, come. They're come. always going to play it. Uh, if they if they close with something else, I wouldn't be bummed. But the the two shows I've seen on this tour so far, 
when they play it, I'm still I'm not the guy walking up the stairs trying to get to his car. I'm like, I'm going to watch this whole thing. Uh, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, Enter Sandman starts. And you can see, like, people start to leave. I'm like, guys, look, I know it's on everything from the, you know, you turn on the radio, it's on. They play it at sporting events. I know it's super overplayed. You know, if I'm if I'm listening to the Black Album, you know, I'm enjoying Enter Sandman, but I'm still like, eh, come on. Come on, come on, come yeah, on. totally. But when you see it live, well, guess what? It's Metallica playing. It's not just being played over a PA at a at a football game. Exactly. You're it's watching like you the live. dudes who wrote it play it. And yeah, so I I can never complain. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. I mean, like I said, if they switched out with something else and just randomly closed with Master of Puppets or whatever, I'd be like, this is great too. But yeah, it they got to do it, man. It's their biggest song ever. You know, it's you just have yeah, to. Like, you want to change it out and play Dream No More or, uh, well, they wouldn't play any of the longer ones from Load Like Outlaw Torn, although I'd love to see that live. Oh, man. What if they close their encore with that? <laughs> oh, you know what? As perfect as this as this concert was, if they closed it with Outlaw Torn, I'd just I'd be like, all right, you know, I'm not even going to go home. We can just end this whole thing now. Yeah, I'm just going to sit here and, and, and finish crying for a second. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just... And I hear a lot of flack about it, but the solo that Kirk has on Outlaw Thorn, I love. I mean, that song is incredible. I mean, for years, I kind of wrote off those two records, you know, when I was younger, just because not only was it like, I didn't like hate that it wasn't thrash or anything, because I mean, I love the Black Album. I mean, when that came out, I was in line ready to buy it. But I think my tastes were changing at the time. I still liked metal, but I was getting way into punk rock and reggae and all this stuff in California and... So I kind of missed the train a little bit with Load and Reload, other than the hits, you know. So yeah. when I got a little well, older and I heard, like, Outlaw Torn and stuff like that and, and Mama Said, I was like, wow, these are really good songs. Well, see, that's where, I like, I think me and, like, Clint really um, benefited because I came on board younger with the Black Album right. as my first Metallica experience. And then the first Metallica CD that I received was Load. Awesome. So that thing could have been saying, hey. Because it was my first Metallica CD as a gift, you know what I mean? Yes, but totally. I've I've never gone. Sucks. I've never gone through that phase. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I feel like I didn't really either. I really but... benefited from it. Yeah, there's some people that just absolutely hate it, man. But you know what's cool is that uh, for me and Clint doing this podcast, getting numerous emails, telling people telling us like, "Hey, because of your podcast and." Be, and and now I'm not trying to toot on horns here, but like there's so many people that have emailed us. I have friends that have hit me up. They're like, dude, I'm listening to your podcast. You are making me want to revisit like black album, load, reload that whole era. And they do. And they're like, man, there's some good shit on there. And like, it's so it's cool. It's cool to bring people back around to these records that maybe they forgot about. And that's true though. Cause I mean, you don't want to toot your own horn, but I will. <laughs> like when I jumped on board with you guys, like I said, I, I first thing I tackled was your deep cuts one, which made me want to go back and listen to all those songs. Sure. And I listened to most of my music in at work. So I got earbuds in, but because of something you had said about really needing to have like the over ear headphones on, like yeah, I have yeah. on right now, right. that made me like, I got back from the park with the kids and I listened to some Metallica songs with these in and really just closed my eyes and sat back and listened. I'm like, you can hear so much more. Oh, it's so true. I mean, you know, screw your Apple earbuds. I mean, put on a good set of cans, as we call them. Yeah. Over-the-ear headphones and it, put on, not even Metallica, any record you want that you love dearly 
and you're going to hear it in a different way than you would in your car on regular speakers or little shitty earbuds. Yeah. So, but I mean, between that and then going through all the albums with you guys, right? You know, um, because like you know, when you guys would hit the albums uh, lately, you've been doing the um, you kind of play through them and talk about each song, right? Yeah. But the first episodes I'd listened to was just you guys were just talking about the stuff, and it made it makes you go back. You're like, okay, that episode's over. I'm gonna listen to that record right now. Yeah, totally. No, it's fun. I mean, it even even the Saint Anger one, and it's one of the ones where like I'm like like I said, I like a couple of songs on there, and they're in my rotation, but I still don't go in that direction that often. Right. You know, but it's like okay, you know, I'm gonna listen to it. I'm like, yeah, I can see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that snare though. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but you know, there's there's some gems in there. There's some good riffs and good parts, and uh, you know, I think it'd be a disservice to ignore all of that. Um, but uh, so, man, we ran through the whole set list. Like in conclusion, uh, the Philly show was awesome. It sounds like you got what I would consider a pretty unique set list from what they've been doing on the World Wire tour. And Brian, I can't thank you enough for sitting back and getting on Skype and chatting with me about this show. Oh, it was my pleasure. One of you guys. Dude, it, well, I, I couldn't. That's, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go on. I was, I was saying, I just, I, when I, once I knew I was going to uh, go, I, could, I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And you guys said, yes, you can be on. I'm like, I'm as excited to be on the podcast because <laughs> I love the podcast so much. Almost as excited as I was to go to the show. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, that's awesome, man. That, that means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, thank you for having me on. Well, we love having people on like yourself that that are just, you know, awesome Metallica fans going to shows, paying their hard-earned money to be there and giving us a full report, man. It means a lot to us. I know all the people listening really like it. Uh, we didn't think this little series would take off like it did, and that's why we're doing all the shows now is that everyone's like, these are great. Like, we love listening to you guys talk to fans about their experience, their first-hand experience at these shows. So you're a part of it now, Brian. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be a part of it, and I just want to thank you for giving fans of your show and fans of Metallica the opportunity to do things like this. Hell yeah, man! It's our pleasure, dude. Um, I mean, I wish that one day I'd be able to make it down to one of your parties in Nashville. Well, if if depending on how, how long this podcast goes, we don't we, we don't know when it'll end. One day, it's bound to eventually. But um, if we hit three years, then maybe you can you can make it to that one. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Or if if you guys stop into Philly with one of your bands, I can't. I'd I'd love to come out and see you guys. Well, yeah, man. I'm, I mean, I'm hoping to be. I haven't toured much this year. It's been a bit of a down year for me, which is probably much needed since I've been a full time touring musician for 20 years. But um, uh, I'm hoping next year to be be on the road a lot more uh, full time. So hopefully I'll be, get through Philly and uh, hey, we can go. Uh, we can go run the Rocky Steps together. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> well, Brian, thanks so much, and uh, we appreciate it, and. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and sign off here. So thanks to Brian McLaughlin for sticking with us and talking about the Philly show. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. All right. Thank you, man. You're welcome. Hey, this is Ethan and Clint from Metal Up Your Podcast. And we want to talk to you about something we love called Patreon. That's right. Patreon is a way for fans of the show to give back to the show, to donate money that uh, helps us in quality and content. And not only that, but we've actually come up with all sorts of fun incentives to give back to you for supporting the show. Exactly. For instance, if you donate $5 or more, you get access to Cover Our World Blackened, which is the official Metal Up Your Podcast Metallica cover EP. That's right, and that's the only way to get it. In addition to the EP, we also give you priority email access, meaning we'll read your email first on the show. We give you early access to Patreon-exclusive merchandise, Patreon-exclusive giveaways, and any other side projects that you and I might be involved in. There's all sorts of things you can look at on there and you can donate to. Go check it out. 
patreon.com slash metal up your podcast how do you spell that clint p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash metal up your podcast and if you really think about it five dollars a month for an entire year that's really just like a cup of coffee a month so go check it out thanks everyone peace adios